Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide, welcome in to episode number 164 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful Tuesday of Bets, also known as November 16th in the year 2021. Little premature start there today with my partner on the screen. Not meant to see him yet. The producer was asleep at the wheel, but he is back in action now. So my friends, welcome in. We have a loaded show to get to today, but before we do, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are uh, watching on YouTube, go ahead, hit that notification bell as well. So you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping. But if you're watching on uh, one of our social media channels, make sure you like follow there as well. So you never miss any of the latest and greatest things coming from TTL. But also if you are listening on your favorite podcast directory, hell, we have this show everywhere. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as well there because we do release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket, if you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart to do so. You got a couple extra seconds. Go ahead, hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. We'll answer your questions all live on the show. Hit that share button as well if you could be so kind. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, friends, uncles, neighbors, enemies, anybody in between who is a good old-fashioned degenerate and likes cash and tickets because we do too. The TTL pod is for all. Send them on over. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you'll find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on episode number 164, I am your humbled, hyped, honored, and always handicapping host, Colton, Captain Colt Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out with me and my partner, get some best bets, get some analysis, get some laughs, some motivation, dive into a few rabbit holes, and then get on back about your Tuesday. 
For now, I have one more duty to complete before we dive into today's aforementioned loaded show. Now, you already saw them on the screen once, so uh, we don't really need to waste any time with the pleasantries, if you will. So, my friends, it is time to bring him on in, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and beaming TTL resident Southsider himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal, and you cheesehead? Hey. Hey, man, I'm pretty fantastic. It's a good thing I'm ready to rock from the jump as opposed to, you know, doing some goofy shit out this start of the show. But, hey, I'm, uh, I'm ready to rock. Uh, you mentioned I was a little delayed. Is my internet rocking and rolling so far uh, to kick off? Okay. You seem well, to be I, good, man. I don't know what happened. My wired connection, I don't have myself wired in right now. That's what was causing me issues. I popped it out, and mm. I'm good to go. So I don't really. I'm, I'm a little nervous to pop it back in, but, hey. We're here, we're live, and, uh, you know, maybe when I get a spot where I'm definitely not talking for 10 minutes, I might uh, try and get that back in going. That's what she said, but uh, either way, what was it? a little scared to pop it back in. Either way, oh, no problem, no shit. here, it's what we're doing. Uh, you look good, you look great over there, partner. I think uh, we're all set to rock and roll. Yeah, we were in uh, the pre-show lobby doing a little bullshitting, and then all of a sudden my partner just disappeared. I said, well, fuck, maybe I'm doing the show by myself today, and thank goodness he showed up at the nick of time. Here we are live in prime time. Now, before we get into anything, tell you what the hell's coming on to today's show, it is our duty as a full transparency show to always share yesterday's best bets and either our winners or our losers. Wasn't the worst day yesterday. A little bit of a wheel spinner. I was pretty doggone confident on my mid-major Mondays. You know me, mid-major king, back in action, my friends. But what I am upset to say is that we finally crossed a couple of bad beat bridges, my friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to pop them up on the screen. So sure. without further ado, the TTL crew's best bets of the day... From yesterday, November 15th, 2021. Now, my friends, I will tell you that uh, myself went two and three, but I really feel like I should have went four and one. <laughs> the Gauchos UCSB got absolutely dog walked all game, brought that game all the way back into with exactly eight points, and we ended up losing that one. And then the Citadel. Took it to double overtime if you did not watch, and they lost 74 to 70. Under overtime, actually double overtime, where underdogs go to die. Um, Partner, sorry yeah. to cut you off, but yeah. of all the leagues that that statement reigns true, I think college basketball is the deadliest to all yes. underdogs when it goes into overtime, and I, I share my condolences with you. I appreciate it, man. It uh, it was a little bit of a cussing session for me uh, yeah. once that happened. <laughs> yeah. um, man, I did not see that happening. I absolutely love Citadel to win it outright. And then the last play of the game, honestly, they just looked like they kind of stopped playing. And I was like, oh, boy, here it goes. So there you go. There you have it. Two and three from me. Partner went one and one. Absolutely brutal beat from the Cavs. That was ridiculous. And then uh, Blazers taking care of business. Monday Madness Parlay lost ridiculously. We thought the Citadel was going to take care of business out. Right, and then OKC, even with Bam Adebayo uh, and Jimmy Butler out, for some reason now all of a sudden they don't want to play basketball at home. So brutal beat all around, every which direction. The money line dice went one and one yesterday, so not terrible, not great. Uh, I think in total we only went down less than a unit, so not anything right. crazy, but uh, definitely means a huge rebound is on tap today. So let's get those doggone things off of the screen. Minds of goldfish, my friends, they're out, they're gone, that's it. 
Good vibes incoming as well. I'm telling you, this guy is uh, doing a hell of a job here today producing the show. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mr. Uh, producer. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Uh, so, yeah, there's... Uh, people of yeah. good vibes, I guess. Hey, that's 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 uh, what it was. I thought that's what you were pointing at, good vibes incoming. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's not the right background. <laughs> oh. So, there you go. There you have it, my friends. All of the TTL Crew's best bets from yesterday. Now, what do we have on tap here today? Well... It's the usual, my friends. Uh, Mags has his best bets coming to you. He's got two picks on uh, both of them college basketball, if I'm not mistaken, right? Okay, Correct. so we got both of those. And then I got four best bets coming at you. Actually, me and Mags are lining up on one, so I'll ask you just to uh, dish that one out first, and we'll double-team that one. And then uh, Tuesday brings the two-for-Tuesday parlay. Uh, two legs on that bad boy. Paying out at plus 272 today, my friends. Both underdogs um, we are taking, but not going to tell you where it's from, where it's going, what's happening. Uh, you're just going to have to stick around. Might be a little maxion. I don't know who's to who's say. To say? Moneyline Dice making their usual appearance. Uh, they have targeted the college basketball game between the Nebraska Cornhuskers and the Creighton Blue Jays, uh, or the Jays, either way, same thing. Uh, they are going to be rolling. Nebraska's currently favored, minus three, three and a half across uh, multiple books, and then uh, total is at 145 and a half. So, as per usual, we'll be uh, rolling for that. Apologies if you can hear a uh, lawnmower in the fucking background right now. Uh, you know, I don't know why the fuck we're mowing the grass in the middle of December. It's about to die. What? What? Like, what? What are we doing? Like, how? I did, did you know? We just gotta make that last paycheck, boys. Mate, hey, more power to you. Hustle, grind, motivate. I understand, my friends. Neither here nor there. That shit should be done uh, rather soon. I hope. Uh, hey, that once weekend that, snow was just a little fertilizer, right? Yeah, like what in the hell are we doing, boys? It's starting to snow. The ground is like freezing. It's like staying at about 33, 34 degrees, and we're cutting the grass right now. Okay, wonderful. Great. Nice more power. More power to you, boys. Um, that all being said, that'll do it for the first half of the show. Then we'll get into the second half of the show. Our mag sidebar. We'll talk about our leans for today. I got a good handful of them. I uh, got about six or seven to talk about. Just kind of uh, glance over. Then we'll get into uh, kind of some TTL announcements, updates. We'll obviously have some banter in between. And then I'll dish out my motivation minutes. We'll let you guys get on about your Tuesday. So, without further ado, on this gorgeous November 16th, in the year 2021. Partner, uh, just checking to make sure we don't have any early breaking news here at the start of the show. Does not look like anything is coming crazy out right now. Anything that I missed uh, didn't discuss or lay out before I get this damn show started. Not really, and uh, you know we'll see if some more stuff comes out. A little uh, turmoil in the uh, Coach K farewell tour, potentially. Oh I don't know, man. Oh I don't know. <laughs> Things are a little interesting over there this morning. It ain't sounding good whatsoever. Uh, we'll definitely touch on that a little bit towards the end. Uh, but for now, stop all the nonsense. Quit all the banter. Quit the gossip that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the DTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks, Picks, Insights, Analysis, Laughs, Comedy, Motivation. But most importantly, running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, my friends, it is my pleasure to get this show underway with the first segment of the day. Our mags, best bets of the day, live in prime times. You know the drill. Partner's already rocking and rolling, getting the caffeine flowing through his veins. So to me, to you, to you over there, my friend, and each and every one of you that I might have missed, sipping on the black elixir of the gods on this gorgeous Tuesday of bets, take your sip, and once you do, hey, partner, you have the floor. I like it. You like my uh, little clink I'm bringing to the show now? Oh, I can't hear anything. You can't hear it? Okay. Oh, I heard a little something. So oh, there you go. Okay. Hey, all right. All right. All righty. So I what do you got? 
I've got two college basketball plays, and I am going to Count the them. old, uh, at least a couple teams are in some big conference, Power 5 conferences here. First one of the night. I believe this one is starting soon. Yesterday, I went backwards as far as chronological time-wise. But first one of the night, I do believe, is Virginia and Houston. This one is in Houston. And I'm taking the road dog, the Virginia Cavaliers, in this one. Partner, I think this is a little bit of an overreaction to their loss to Navy a week or so ago. Talk I think to it's me. too many what points for this Virginia Cavaliers team here. Mm-hmm. A team that's still sitting at uh, number 25. I do believe the rankings are probably going to change and drop them out of that. Uh, but they are playing a solid uh, Houston Cougars team that, once again, I think it's just a few too many points. This defensive style of the Virginia Cavaliers, although it wasn't great against Navy, they did bounce back offensively and defensively in their second game. I think it's going to be a scrappy, low-scoring game. The total kind of indicates that, going all the way down at 122. Mm-hmm. I was kind of torn on that one. I think that's a really good line on that one. I am interested in the under because I... One thing that is definite in this game is that both teams are near the bottom in adjusted tempo per uh, mm. per Kempom. Got a little deep into that last night, my uh-oh. friend. Uh-oh, so somebody finally in- invested. <laughs> uh-oh. Both of, them are, both of them are down at the bottom in adjusted tempo. So if you're guaranteeing me that Virginia is going to be in a slow, slow tempo game, and I don't have to worry about are they going to control the pace, the pace is going to be down to where they like it at. So I love the Virginia Cavaliers to have a scrappy, close game. I'm not saying they went outright. I'm staying away from the money line. But like I said, if you can guarantee me, and that's, those numbers guarantee to me at least that it's going to be a slow-tempo game, I'm going to back Virginia every single time, especially if you're giving me some points. If they were the favorite, I'd be a much more tentative. But when you're giving me some points and I know that it's going to be a slow-tempo game, I'm backing the Cavaliers and Tony Bennett. I trust them to bounce back. They've done this earlier on in the season before where they drop a game where it's a little bit of a head-scratcher and you're wondering if the wheels are falling off for this season. They've always bounced back throughout the Tony Bennett era. So I'm going to trust my man Tony, and I'm going to take the points plus the seven. And we're going to see a three, four-point game here one way or another. Virginia might win, but I'm not betting on that. I got him plus the seven points, partner. Still a little nervous about it, my friend, because that was one of the key things I looked at as well, uh, the tempo. And I said, oh, man, this is perfect. This is what Virginia needs to be in. And and I like it. I like the six and a half. I love where you're coming from uh, as far as your analysis. The only thing that I'm just a little worried about is Virginia actually putting the ball in the basket. That's that's the only thing that kind of worries me. But then again, you think about um, uh, they are one more time who they're playing. I'm just totally blanking right now. Houston, not the Cougars. Uh, Houston, their defense, it's good, but it's not uh, its not blowing the world away right now like it uh, usually is. So mm-hmm. they might be able to. I think it's a defensive-style game. If it's a defensive-style game, and like you said, the tempo, then I'll take the 6.5 every single time. Still just a little bit tentative because I did like it, but I ended up staying away myself. But uh, I think you got me convinced, partner. So there you go, our Mag's first best bet of the day, Virginia Cavaliers plus 6.5. If you could be so kind, sir. What's the second best bet of the day? All righty, number two. As you mentioned, we are lining up on this one, partner, so we will be tag-teaming this one. We've got oh, Seton Hall traveling that's to Ann Arbor said. to play the Michigan Wolverines. We've got the what? Wait, what did you say? I said that's what he said. Oh, gee. <laughs> We're on a roll Satan. this morning. <laughs> I'm just putting my foot in my mouth. Seton Hall Pirates plus the eight and a half in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I do like Michigan to get this one outright, partner. At least I do believe. I'm not sure where your thoughts as far as that are concerned. But with the 8.5, I think it's too many points. I think it's a similar situation to what we saw last night with Illinois and Marquette. The exact same line. Uh, Illinois and Michigan, as far as preseason uh, rankings go, are ranked really similarly. Pretty similar uh, talent level of those teams. And once Mm -hmm. again, Marquette and Seton Hall kind of in a similar boat to each other. So I think it's a few too many points here for Seton Hall uh, to be catching and a few too many points for 
for Michigan to be laying, despite how decent they've looked so far. Their last game, I took them on Saturday. They covered against, uh, I believe it was Prairie View. I could be wrong about which team it was, but it was one of my SWAC teams. And the Big Ten is just so far and away much more. And, you know, athletic size, speed, everything across the board that you can imagine. There's no reason why a SWAC team would hang with any Big Ten team, let alone Michigan. So I think yep. it's a little inflated because of that. Uh, and Seton Hall has been playing some damn good basketball partner. They've covered 26 and a half, winning by 44. They've covered 11 and a half against a solid Yale team, uh, which almost had me interested in taking Penn State yesterday because of a little mm -hmm. deduction. And Penn State got their ass kicked by Massachusetts, uh, mm -hmm. a team that Yale beat by 20. Uh, Seton Hall beat them 80, excuse me, my glasses are tripping me out here, uh, 80 to 44, uh, covering at 11 and a half, winning by 36 points. Um, so I like Seton Hall. I, I'm not going to say they're going to win outright. I'm interested to see where you lie as far as uh, if they can get this done outright, but I think it's way too many points. I think this is going to be a really good team or a really good game against two really good teams, and I think we're going to see Seton Hall crack in the top 25 sooner rather than later and starting to get some more respect. I'm not sure where your thoughts as far as that are, but I'm liking the eight and a half partner. Yeah, I love the eight and a half too, man. Uh, one of my four best bets of the day. More than happy to uh, double team it with you here, my friend. Uh, some key things that I'm looking at that you didn't mention um, that uh, I think really, 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 really loom large to me, guys. And what's going to matter here is that um, I think, like you said, partner, this is really over overly inflated. And because of that, um, I think that Seton Hall is going to have more than enough firepower to be able to stick in this number. They're 59th in uh, offensive efficiency and 20th in defensive efficiency per Ken Palm right now. 63rd in, in expected field goal percent on offense. So they're dropping in plenty of buckets. And I think they keep pace with Michigan today. First in opponent field goal percentage well. Uh, expected field goal percentage from opponents on defense is uh, Seton Hall right now too. So they're playing great defensively. And something that I really am keying in on is the tempo. Now, I thought this was going to be huge uh, for Michigan when they played Buffalo. And it's almost the exact same split. Michigan 203rd in the nation in tempo. Seton Hall is 118th in the nation in tempo. So pretty similar kind of split to where it was with Buffalo. And we saw Buffalo kind of keep pace. I don't want to say they boat raced them by any means, but it definitely was a lot tighter game than I expected it to be from a tempo perspective. So I think Seton Hall is able to get out and run a little bit more often than not. And then one thing here, partner, that you know I absolutely love during this time of the year is free throws, my friend. They matter, they matter, they matter. Seton Hall shooting 69.8, Michigan 56.5 from the charity stripe, my friends. Last but not least, Experience and bench. This really matters in my mind. Seton Hall actually is 64th in the nation per Kempom in experience and 14th bench. So they have a very, very deep roster, whereas Michigan, 263rd in the nation in experience, 150th in the nation in bench. So something you got to kind of look into a little bit there. They're not as deep as they once were, and I think Seton Hall, once again, has more than enough firepower to keep up. You don't believe me? You don't believe that guy? Believe the trend. Seton Hall 4-1 ATS last five versus the Big Ten. 6-0 ATS last six games in November. And under Kevin Willard as their head coach, they are 68-50-1 ATS as a road dog. Michigan 1-4 ATS last five following an ATS win. I think this is overinflated much like my partner. And I think we take care of the plus eight and a half. No problem. I don't think Michigan wins it outright, my friend. Or uh, I think Michigan wins it outright. I don't think Seton Hall has enough firepower to do that, but I definitely will scoop up eight and a half all day long. Closing thoughts, arguments, anything before we keep this podcast party moving.
Last thing to sprinkle down on both of mine away dogs so far in college basketball are 162, 143, and 11 mm. ATS to start mm. the season. Not crazy numbers, but it no is way. positive nonetheless. No way. Well, there you go, my friends. That might just play into some of my best bets of the day, too, partner. So let's keep this for proverbial podcast train steaming on down the track. Second segment of the day, episode number 164, November 16, 2021. My best bets of the day now we already took care of Seton Hall plus eight and a half don't really have to worry about anything on that end so let's dish out the other three. First best bet of the day coming from me I'm going to the matchup between James Madison and Eastern Kentucky and I am taking James Madison plus three if you tuned into Cup of Joe on campus on Saturday you know these are my boys you know they're Mags boys and I think they're going to continue to roll here today this opened up at three and a half dropping down to three, two and a half on some books. I think the books know they got it wrong. Eastern Kentucky is just favored because of their brand name and their hot start. This really feels like this is going to end uh, by two points either way, whether JMU gets it done, James Madison, or whether Eastern Kentucky gets it done outright. Tempo is really what I'm looking at here. This is going to be a boat race type game, regardless of who's going to be boat racing, because Eastern Kentucky is sixth in the nation, James Madison 39th in the nation. So it's going to be back and forth like crazy. It's going to be offense, offense, offense so let's take a look at that offense actually James Madison a little bit better 179th in adjusted offensive efficiency per Ken Palm 11th in points per game 37th in field goal percent 170 170th goodness gracious three-point field goal percent and 84th in offensive rebound percent per Ken Palm you look at Eastern Kentucky in comparison 197th in adjusted offensive efficiency per Ken Palm they're 29th in the nation in points per game 88th in field goal 70 eighth in three-point field goal percent and 71st in offensive rebound percent so you can say ah Cole they're pretty doggone close there on the offensive side I see the edge with James Madison but I'm gonna need a little bit more than that well I got it for you my friends look at let's look at the defensive side of the ball where James Madison holds even more of an edge and I think this is really where we see this game played James Madison 173rd per Ken Palm in adjusted defensive efficiency compared to Eastern Kentucky's 205th ranking James Madison is fourth in points per game allowed this year ninth in field goal percentage allowed first and three-point field goal percentage allowed and 198th in opponent rebound percent when they are on offense so not too uh, too terrible there but they do limit opponents rather well uh, when they're rebounding Eastern Kentucky 190th in points per game allowed 190th in field goal percent 63rd in three-point field goal percent and 307th in opponent offensive rebounds when they're on defense so I think that is going to loom very large James Madison holds the defensive edge and they hold the depth edge they have the 85th ranked bench in the nation per Ken Palm compared to Eastern Kentucky's 261st I love James Madison to keep it rolling they have outscored um outscored Eastern Kentucky in the previous meeting 74 to 70 and a half so they've been winning these meetings and we're getting three points two and a half three and a half depending on where you're seeing it at your book don't believe me believe the trends James Madison is a wagon eight and two ATS last 10 overall six and one ATS last seven as a dog six and one ATS last seven as a uh last seven road games and five and one ATS last six as a road dog last but certainly not least you know I'm a homer for him James Madison four and one ATS last five Tuesday games. Give me all of the James Madison Bulldogs plus three. First best bet of the day. Hammered in. I like it, partner. You know I'm going to be backing these boys with you, no doubt. I'm sure we'll actually have some action uh, throughout the season on Eastern Kentucky themselves, but mm, in this spot mm. specifically, definitely James Madison for us, huh? 
Yeah, because they're, I mean, both of these are kind of like our babies, honestly. Like Eastern yeah, we Kentucky, had, James uh, we Madison. Had Eastern Kentucky decent yeah. last year. Eastern Kentucky's a, a wagon, too, in and of themselves. But in a matchup this fucking close, like, I, I gave it four stars, too, because they're so doggone close. I just found a couple key little edges there with James Madison. So there you go. First best bet of the day. Second best bet of the day, my friends. Going to the matchup between the St. Louis University Billikens going up against the Memphis Tigers. You know I was going to say it. Go Tigers! It just feels good to say. Uh, Any Tiger. Go Tigers! Four-star play for me, my friends. Um, Mostly, again, because both teams are very solid, and I could see this really going either way, but it's a few too many points for me, my friends, and I really think that St. Louis has a couple key edges that I'll tell you about. Opened up at 12.5, now it's down to 10.5 on most books across the land, so I love that line movement. Their offense and defense is actually pretty doggone similar regardless of um, Seton Hall, or Seton Hall, St. Louis not being ranked right now and Memphis being 12th in the nation. What I'm looking at, though, are some really key statistical categories that you need to take note of during this time of the year, and especially when betting college basketball. Rebounding. St. Louis is 14th in offensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm, 15th in offensive rebounding percent opponent, offensive rebounding percent on defense. Memphis, 45th in offensive rebounding percent, 287th in opponent rebounding percent on defense. So that is very, very, very critical because St. Louis loves to clean up the offensive glass. It's how they make their money. They're a tough, gritty team. Believe me, I've been watching them, not able to bet on them. Almost said that since I was 12 years old making brackets. I love the Billikens in this spot, especially getting 10 and a half because they have depth. They're fifth in the nation in, in bench right now per Ken Palm. Memphis is 19th, but all that tells me is St. Louis has more than enough firepower through their 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, even 10th and 11th guys to provide enough of a point rush here that we can stick with Memphis. I'm not saying they get it done outright, but they're keeping this within 10 and a half because also the tempo really matters to me. Memphis tries to get out and run teams. 115 or uh, 15th in the nation actually in tempo. You look at SLU, 164th in the nation in tempo. Why does that matter? SLU's going to take every opportunity they can to really slow this game down. Take it easy. Keep the possessions. We know how high-powered Memphis can be. Let's slow it down. Let's keep the ball as much as we possibly can. So I think we see that from them. And in part, because of that, I'm looking at free throws because I think this game's going to slow down. I think it's going to kind of frustrate Memphis, and they're going to drive to the rim a lot. And I think we're going to see that, too, from St. Louis. We're going to see a lot of trips to the charity stripe. So I looked at that, too. You know I brought it with me. Memphis, 63.8% right now from the charity stripe, where St. Louis... This is where they make their money year in and year out. 75% already. Look for that to finish the year, 82 to 85%. You're hearing that now in November. Call me crazy now. Quote me later. This is where they make their money. You don't believe me? Believe the trends. Slew, 7-1 ATS last eight following a straight-up win at 20-plus points. They are not a letdown team, if that's what you're thinking today. 41-19 ATS last 60 as an underdog. Slew is also 9-3 ATS last 12 as a road dog. And 7-3 ATS last 10 Tuesday games. The dog in the last six meetings between these two teams is 4-1-1 one, one ATS, so I will continue to back all of those trends and rock and roll with the St. Louis Billikens plus 10 and a half. I like it, my man. Just locked it in live on Ooh. the show because uh, it seems a little too good to be true for Memphis, doesn't it? Yeah. Ten and a half for a ranked Absolutely. team seems a little too to be true. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Especially with the old away puppy trend, too, there, my friend. So uh, glad you Most mentioned definitely. that. All right. Last but certainly not least, partner. I think I may have found our new boys. 
Okay. I, I think, you know me in the Citadel. You okay. know me in NOCO. You know me in James Madison. Sure. I think we got to add another name to that list this year. And my friend, that is, I don't even know their mascot yet, so I need to make sure I tell you the mascot right. Uh, Santa Clara basketball. Let me see. Oh, hey, you're, okay, already, okay. you're already rocking and rolling. Let me, let me just make sure. Okay, there we go. Now. I'm going to the matchup between the Santa Clara Broncos and the Nevada Wolfpack, Nevada. Apologize for our Nevada viewers. I'm taking <laughs> the for that one before, huh? Santa Clara Broncos plus three. This opened up plus three and a half. They are the home dogs, my friends, and this number is actually down to two and a half on a lot of books. We didn't know much about him on Saturday, partner. I actually mentioned to him on the show, and I said, plus three and a half against fucking Stanford at home. That seems really, really, really weird. And we both kind of, eh, whatever, didn't do anything about it. I ended up watching a good majority of that game, and they handled business, papa. It was no problem whatsoever. They won the game 88-72, three and a half point dogs against Stanford. Now they're going to welcome in Nevada, who, or Nevada, uh, Nevada, either way, uh, that is a good team, but... They're not uh, they're not any type of a Pac-12 team like Stanford. I mean, they're good, but they're not great. They don't need to be favored on the road by three points in my mind at all. I think this game finishes closer to two or one or maybe even Santa Clara gets the outright win. Why do I say that? Because there's a couple of key areas. There's going to be plenty of firepower offensively and defensively from Santa Clara. You'll see it. They're extremely undervalued just because, hell, I didn't even really know about them last week, and now I do. The Broncos are hot. They're sick. They're a good team, and they got some good experience um, or two. Uh, I'm looking at the wrong side. Pardon me. They have some great offensive and defensive numbers. I'll get to experience here in a minute. Offensive and defensive numbers, they're actually third in expected field goal percent on offense and 170th in opponent expected field goal percent. So not too bad, but they uh, on the defensive side of the ball, but they do have a knack for getting the ball in the basket. Whereas Nevada, 128th in expected field goal percent on offense, 237th in opponent expected field goal percent. So I think we see Santa Clara boat race these boys because of some key things uh, as far as tempo goes. Now, I think Nevada is going to uh, really speed up the tempo of this game because they're 89th in the nation. They're a little bit faster team. Santa Clara 172nd, so I think they're going to take any opportunity they can to slow it down, but I think they're going to be more than willing to oblige it being a little bit faster because Stanford is a little bit faster of a team too, so I don't think that's going to be any type of a problem. What I am looking for if this game is a little bit faster are the turnovers, my friends. Um, As far as Santa Clara, 43rd in the nation uh, in offensive turnovers, 94th in the nation on, on defensive turnovers. You look at Nevada... 47th in the nation in offensive turnovers, but 235th in the nation in defensive turnovers. So if it speeds up a little bit, I think Santa Clara gets a few more of those turnovers. You know those mid-court kind of passing, bonehead plays, getting a little too fast, bang, boom, we have a nice easy layup. That's kind of what I'm seeing here. Last but certainly not least... I think Nevada's uh, defense is just being a little too overvalued in this spot. I think they come out flat, not expecting the Broncos to be the team that they are and that I saw on Saturday. And I think those Broncos come out as that team and they surprise them. And they might even build a small lead to kind of start things off. 
But you don't believe me, believe one key trend that Santa Clara's 4-1 ATS last five as a dog. You can look back at all the Nevada and all types of different ones. There's really no bad trends. There's just not really uh, any bad trends for either side. So there's no reason to pull out any good Nevada trends here because I don't think that they're going to be that exact same team. I think Santa Clara is flying under the radar, and this is going to be our new dogs, my friends. So plus three and a half, Santa Clara Broncos for my third, and you already know Seton Hall plus eight and a half as my fourth and final best bet of the day. I like it, my man. I actually just, because the line is starting to drop, I locked in that money line plus 108 for the Santa Clara Broncos. I am so bought in with my me, man. Are you telling me it's down to plus one and a half? It is absolutely down to plus one, at least on FanDuel, down to plus one and a half. These might be our new boys, Mags. I think I somebody just be. got out of the live show to go hammer that son of a bitch in. Yeah, oh, most definitely. Baby. I uh, I locked it in as well, just on the show, Ooh. plus 108 money line, dude. I like it. Ooh, yeah, I love them. I think this is going to be our uh, new mid-major sleeper that not a lot of people know about, and they're going to be extremely undervalued because they looked good against Stanford, boy. And, I mean, third in expected field goal percent right now, especially playing a, a good team in Stanford, give it to me all day long. So there most you definitely. go. There you have it. All right, we'll recap all of that here shortly. Uh, all of our mags picks, all of my picks, right about 34 minutes after the top of the 10 o'clock hour here. So let's get into today's special play, the Tufa Tuesday Parlay. All right, now, obviously, you know, it's two legs. Well, that's not really a state secret or anything. But what are the two legs? Well, it's Tuesday. There's college football on. Partner, what type of college football is on the, tonight? The best type of weekday, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday type of action. It is the Mac Sean. Oh, that's right. The action is live in prime time tonight. And, you know, we talked about it before the show. I said, partner, call me crazy. Tell me I'm insane. Call me bananas. Anything you want, please get me away from thinking this way. And he said, I'm not going to. I can't do it because I'm on the same side you are, my friend, and it looks like everybody and their dogs are taking the opposing side as us, so when we, they're all zigging, we take an opportunity to zag. I looked through a couple other things. I said, man, partner, it sure feels like how the Rams felt last night for a couple of these games. Everybody on that side, so hey, call us crazy now. Feel free to quote us later. Two legs on the Two for Tuesday parlay coming out of action. We're going for the first leg to the game between Toledo and Ohio. We're taking Ohio plus seven. The Bobcats have just been scrappy, been able to stay in games. I don't think Toledo needs to be favored by a touchdown over anybody. They barely beat Akron last week, 45 to 40. I'm good on all of that. Give me all seven points with Ohio. Next leg, going to the matchup between Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan. Already sounds like that game's going to be nonsense. The battle for Michigan, we're meeting at the state line, and we're going to duke it out until one of us comes out victorious. Well, I don't think that that needs to be anywhere closer or anywhere bigger than a field goal. So we're taking Eastern Michigan plus five and a half. My partner agrees. We believe that both of these numbers are right under the key number or right at a key number for a reason. Everybody is finding out about these key numbers and, oh, it's at the key number of seven. That's perfect for a I really don't think it matters with college kickers, with what happens. We saw a game finish 33 to 32. Well, how is that even possible? It's not. This is Maction. It's what happens. We're taking both dogs. Parlay those bad boys up. Ohio plus seven, Eastern Michigan plus five and a half. You're getting grand total odds plus 272 last time we looked. Partner, before we recap everything, anything else you need to discuss about the two for Tuesday parlay? Uh, just a little bit, my man. Uh, Ohio 
two outright wins the last two weeks as plus seven and a half and plus six dogs. We keep mentioning well, it, partner. they gotta there's, have regression, man. They have there's to. There's no reason these teams they should keep being to. underdogs of this status, except for a couple of the bottom-of-the-barrel teams like this third matchup that we haven't talked about. We're not taking any action. <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, Bowling Green, plus 17, and uh, plus 17, that is warranted. They're that bad. Everyone yep. else, yeah, yeah. really, really close. There's no reason it should be more than a three, four-point spread in any of these games. Yes, sir. I 150% concur with you. Um, I think they're both going to come down. They're going to be a couple of sweats. Hell, even Toledo. I, Toledo might jump out early. Who even knows? And then Ohio's going to sneak all the way back in the back door. I actually have some weird expectation that uh, we're going to cover by, like, we're, both these teams are going to lose outright, but they're going to cover on some real goofy stuff, like a five-point, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I kind of get it by the hook or something, you know? I, I honestly kind of have that exact same expectation, and that's just what Maction is. Maction <laughs> takes some serious questions. Yones to back my friends. Fuck a it key is number in action. No question. This five might be a key number in action. You know, two, I, like, I two might be a key number. Yeah. I don't care because this is not Saturday college no. football. No, no. This this is Maction nonsense. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. So there you go. There you have it. The two for Tuesday parlay. Now, my friends, if you missed anything, you tuned in late. Whatever the case might be, don't you worry because we're gonna recap. All of the TTL crew's best bets of the day right here, right now, live in prime time. So rip out your sports books, get out your pens and paper, however you take stock of the TTL crew's best bets of the day. Because right here, right now, live in prime time, they're up on your screen. If you would so kindly turn your attention directly above us, you will see our mags best bets of the day. Two coming at you. He's taking the Virginia Cavaliers plus seven. Again, that number's dropping down, so scoop it up as fast as you can. And the Seton Hall Pirates plus eight and a half. Turn your attention to the right side of your screen, opposite of his picks, my picks. I got four coming at you. I got the James Madison University Bulldogs plus three, the St. Louis Billikens plus ten and a half, the Santa Clara Broncos my new mid-major baby plus three it's down to plus one and a half lock it in now and also the Seton Hall Pirates plus eight and a half directly below all of that today's special play of the day one of our favorites the Tufa Tuesday parlay we're going to Maction two legs taking both dogs Ohio plus seven the Bobcats and the Eastern Michigan Eagles plus five and a half you parlay those two bad boys up you're getting over two to one odds let's get all one two three four five six of these bad boys to the pay window right around 10 11 a.m cent or p.m central standard time tonight but for you lock them in hammer them home sprinkle a little bit of dough down whatever you need to say just make sure you get today's ttl crew best bets of the day in or whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book I love it. I absolutely love it. I do too, partner. I uh, I know I uh, I didn't stick to it yesterday. I said, hey, I feel like we got to keep the brooms out of the closet, my friends. I'm feeling a 5-0 and day. Well, I'm feeling a 4-0 and day for me. I'm feeling a 2-0 and day from you, dude. Uh, I think we got the value. I think the puppies are going to be barking. Now that I look at it, we literally have a dog for every one of our picks. Like, the puppies sure are going to be sure fucking barking do. today per the TTL crew. So there you go. There you have that. Now, you see in the bottom left corner, opposite of everything I just discussed right above us right here, the Moneyline Dice roll of the day. Now, yesterday, my friends, they went 1-1. One and one. They gave us the New York Knicks minus three. Took care of business, no problem, but they also gave us the over. Don't know why the hell they gave us an over in a Knicks game, but hey, whatever you guys think, we listen to. So without further ado, the Moneyline Dice are now live on set. Let us get back to our two gorgeous mugs. 
and get ready for the Moneyline Dice Roll of the day. All right, let me stop sharing that. Now we're ready to rock and roll. Little ASMR for you, as oh, per yeah. usual. Get a nice little sound, little tingle on the back of the neck there. Auto sensory something uh, response is what that is, in case you were wondering and you're not a fan of ASMR. I am. And uh, hey, story time with Colt. I end my evenings every single evening with a little bit of ASMR. I enjoy it. Puts me to sleep. I like I'm the hell out of it. it. Is. I've- I've never dove into it at all. Love it, dude. Love it. They got all types of fucking videos. I mean, you be in a rabbit hole, you start looking up some ASMR yeah. videos, son. But we're not talking about ASMR. Maybe just for another half a second. No, we're not. All right. We're getting into today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. Now, no NBA, no NHL, no college football. They said, boys, there's a slate and a half for college basketball today. Let us peruse through it. We'll come back. We'll tell you what we targeted. No problem. Let them go. Let them look before the show. They come on. They come live in prime time. They say, boys, we got it. So, okay, let us know. So they're rolling today for the matchup between the Creighton Blue Jays or Jays. Is it just the Jays? I think it's just the Jays. Creighton Jays. Oh, Blue Uh, Jays. It is a Blue Jays? Okay. And then the Nebraska Corn Huskers. Huskers still favored by three points, my friend? Uh, I'm seeing three and a half here. Three and a half. Okay, so it is ticking up. Opened up at three. They are catching the hook in their direction. So obviously Nebraska getting the moolah. Dice, you know about that. Over-under set at 145 and a half still. Are we moving any direction there? Nope, right there. Okay, so first roll of the day, my friends. Are we going to go home team, Nebraska Cornhuskers, or the away team, Crane Blue Jays? I don't know. But this cubicle object is, I'm I'll, ready. I'll submit to their will on this one, 100%. 100%. I have no idea because this was on my card and I could not pick a side. So we all find out in three, in two, in one. Off the table, my fault. Home team. Home team. Home team, straight up. No adjustments. There you go. H for home. Next roll. Are we taking the money line? Getting just a tad chalky. Are we laying the three and a half against the spread with the Corn Huskers? We all find out in three, in two, in one. ATS. Okay. ATS, ATS. Right. You see the ATS? There you are. So, first unofficial roll, Nebraska Corn Huskers minus three and a half. Now, will the money line dice be doubling down on the Huskers? Will they be saying, ah, boys, sorry, we, 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 we got to get another roll again here today? Or are they skipping all of that jazz? Let's go right for the doggone total. I don't know, but once again, we all find out in three, in two, in one. Home money line. All right. I think, what was our ruling on that? Do we just double down on the ATS or do we do a little of both on that one? Double down ATS. Okay. Hey, man. I'll buy into it. I'll buy into the dice on that one. The dice have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take one ticket to the window here tonight, not per me, not per mags, not per any human being, but for the all-knowing cubicle objects that go by the money line, dice hammer in right here, right now. No questions, no qualms, no quarries. The Nebraska Cornhuskers, minus three and a half. Thank, Thank you, dice. dice. Thank you, dice. Thank I, you, dice. I'm locking it in, man. I'm locking it in right now. We were both interested in Creighton, but it seemed a little too damn good to be true. <laughs> yeah, it sure and did. I am glad the dice said, you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about here. It's it sure Cornhuskers did. Cornhuskers all day. 
it sure did seem too good to be true. So there you go. Um, it is in my bet slip as well, good sir. So there you go. Nebraska Cornhuskers minus three and a half. Thank you, Dice. Sleep well. We'll see you Thank after you uh, we cash this ticket, huh? Okay. Okay, okay. So there we go, my friends. That sure seems like the first half of the show to me. You got my picks. You got Mag's picks. You got the two for Tuesday parlay. Moneyline Dice dished out their best bets. We gave you all the analysis, everything in between. Now we got about another half hour or so of some nonsense, a little bit of banter, maybe some leans that we didn't want to fully give out on the show, but maybe we end up hammering in here as we discuss them. So kick on back. Get ready for a little bit of laughs, a little bit of shit talk, and then some motivation following for the second half of the show with our mag sidebar all the leans the crew banter some announcements everything in between uh partner anything burning on the brain melting on the heart festering on the soul you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 164 of the ttl pod on this absolutely freaking gorgeous tuesday of bets also known as november 16th 2021 I actually do not have a ton here. We can kind of just transition into the leans because I really am interested in talking about this Warriors-Brooklyn Nets game tonight, dude. Uh, Because a lot of people are in love with the Warriors, um, and as I would be normally, but I don't know. It's uh, screaming a little fishy to me. Uh, Warriors at plus three and a half on the road. The hottest team in the damn world. Only, what, two straight-up losses? Been smoking everybody every which way. Why are they dogs? I don't get it. Why are they dog? I love the Nets. I've been. I've always the last year or so with KD. I've always been a big uh, believer in the Nets. But I don't know, man. What are your thoughts here? Do you think the books believe in the Manning curse? I, that's what I'm thinking, dude. That's why. I mean, I saw. I tweeted it out yesterday. We had uh, when they released the uh, the schedule. Of who's on the Manning? Like, oh no, no curse tonight. No, uh, no NFL players. Uh, well, hey, fucking Draymond's got a game tomorrow. What are we talking about here? Mm-hmm. So maybe Draymond goes on the Manning cast last night, talks some shit, talks some nonsense. <laughs> Sounds like the fucking Charlie Brown teacher. Yeah, <laughs> <was that> about? <laughs> Charlie Brown, exactly. Like womp, literally womp, fucking. Womp, womp. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, I guess I got the microphone stuffed in my hoodie and I'm sitting on national TV like this. Fucking, oh, yeah, like, let me talk in like this. And oh, I hope you guys can fucking hear what I'm saying. Like, what are we doing, bub? Come on now. You, well, you, you host a podcast. You know what yeah. the fuck you're doing. You don't. Come on. Come on. But that's what happened. Um, so I think, I think there's some legitimacy to that. I think, I think I got the Coyones to back the Nets minus three. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I tell you one thing. I'm not uh, backing the Warriors on a, no. and an NFL curse that's like 8-0 so far. I'm yep. certainly not backing anything like that. You and, you and I are joking about Phil Mickelson. They asked him <laughs> if he thought what his thoughts. He's like, oh, no, I believe it. That's why I'm not playing this weekend. <laughs> that's like the, and, best, uh, the best thing you should do is come on before your bye week and then <laughs> yeah, spend seriously. a week off and then come on again. Seriously. So, I mean, three and a half feels like a lot, but, I, I mean, I think that's kind of what the books want you to think. Three and a half is a lot. Well, especially um, if they gave the hook, because that was at three for the longest time. And if they gave yeah. the hook, then that that means they're just trying to get more money on the three. And oh, now I even got the hook. This game's finishing at three. The fucking Nets might absolutely torch them, Bob. They might That's torch them. Hey, I mean, the like I said, the Warriors have been the hottest team in the world. Yeah. The Nets somehow quietly are like ten and four straight up. Man. They had a little bit of a tiny slow start the first week or so. They're playing. About as solid a basketball. I mean, the, the only thing Solid-ish. is the Warriors have been clapping. Like, if the Warriors come out and win by 10, why why, why did they put them as what, plus yeah. three and a half dogs? Did, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. There's there's no method to that madness. So I think it is very, 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 very cheeky of what the books are doing. They're setting that three and a half for a reason. 
And uh, I think you need to lean to the side of the Brooklyn uh, Nets, minus three and a half if I'm going anywhere. I'm going to hammer it in. Uh, 61% okay. of bets, 72% of money, according to Action App, on the old Warriors. Okay. Seems a little fishy if you ask me. Yeah. Um, Got a couple of basketball, college basketball plays to take a look at, because obviously NBA, we only got three on the slate. The other two, uh-huh. um, Jazz, uh, it was like eight and a half, and then the Clippers, and I don't, I don't know. It didn't even matter that much. I was like, yeah, yeah these, these Jazz guys Jazz minus 10 over the Sixers. I, uh, Embiid is out, I think, still. It opened eight and a half last night, so that's really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, they don't have Thibel either. They don't have right. Danny Green. So, yeah, that's, that's probably pretty accurate. A um, couple of mid-majors. Um, FAU. Open five and a half, plus five and a half, up to six against Miami. Uh, the U, Miami. Ah, man, I just don't think that Miami is that doggone good. I just, I don't think that they need to be favored by that many points. Like, they were in a fucking pick em against Florida State, and now Florida State's probably better than FAU for sure, but yeah. still. I think this is a little bit of an overreaction because they rebounded after that game, and and I think that minus six. I just think, even though it went up to six after opening up at five and a half, I still think FAU is uh, the valuable side. Am I crazy there? What do you think? It's still climbing. It's up to seven and a half, but it looks like there is a lot of money coming in on Miami. I was interested in that as well. One Uh. that I kind of want to see some more movement on. I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like like FAU can hang with them, but I feel like the books might have screwed up and set it a little too low. Believe in them a a little too much. Maybe like nine, nine and a half. Maybe this one ends up closing around eight and a half. So, yeah, current number, forget FAU. Forget I said anything. Um, Really interested by this. I want to see what the line movement has done on this one. Uh, The Richmond Spiders, my friend, going up against uh, – who the hell are they playing again? Uh, Let's see. Richmond, uh, Georgia State. Georgia State, that's right. Panthers have low-key been sneaky as all shit for the last two years, I would say, sure. three years. They're just that fun belt team that just smacks teams in the mouth as soon as you give them six points on the road. We've been talking all day about fucking road dogs, dude, and now you're giving me six, point, six points with a sneaky team now. It is against Richmond, and Richmond is one of my favorite teams in the entire collegiate basketball field. But I just I don't know. They've they've had a couple of uh, rough games that they dropped. Are you looking at the line right now? Is that still at the same deal? Uh, it is at looks like seven seven and a half. I don't. Oh know my gosh, same one. Was. Yeah, it was at six. So it opened up six last night. So I think I was originally on Richmond minus six. Um, so I think with that movement, I would be comfortable with Richmond up to minus eight, maybe even eight and a half. I think they might get this done by nine or ten if the books are if the books are doing that. But then again. If it gets up to eight and a half, I think Georgia State can at least keep this within eight. So I think that six was a little too low. I think maybe they win it right at seven, and we see kind of a similar to my bad beat last night with UCSB and Washington State. I think it's pretty doggone similar to that. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'll be staying away from that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Richmond, I like the A-10, so it has me interested in it. But, yeah, I don't know, I something do about favorites today, I'm just staying away from them. I, I don't know why. It seems like today the puppies are going to be barking for some yeah. reason. I don't know why, but that does seem pretty true. Um... Next one, man, this, fuck, they're a wagon. Jacksonville State, minus five. Opened up minus five, uh, was sticking around minus five for most of the morning. And then is it still right around the same? Uh, Looks like five on DraftKings, five and a half on FanDuel. Okay, so it's ticking up just a little bit. They're a much better team than than who they're playing. I can't even remember because I saw Oh, Troy going against Troy. I was interested in Jacksonville State just with – 
they, yeah, because they opened up at four and a half. I mean, Troy's been a, a decent team over the course of the last few seasons, but you got a Jacksonville State team that I don't think they've missed a cover in like their last 20, 25 games. Like they've been absolutely murdering, or maybe two or three. Like they've been murdering teams against the spread. But just at the time that I decide that I'm going to take them four and a half or five, I think that's when they start to fuck up. So I think I'm going to track this one. I think I'm going to keep an eye on yeah. Jacksonville because I, I like Jacksonville State a lot because they're just cover machines. But there's just something fishy about five and a half, but I do I like the say, line movement from four and a half to five and a half. Right. I mean, they, they did cover. I was going to say maybe not as a favorite, but they did cover uh, over the weekend minus 16 and a half. They won by 23. That was a swack team. Um, I don't know. I'm interested, but uh, yeah. And they kept it, again. kept it tight with Wichita State, kept it right. tight with uh, Bellarmine, I mean, or Belmont. Uh, but then again, Belmont got clapped by Ohio. That was so last the, year, it looks like. Oh, that, yeah, that was last year. I apologize. That was March. Uh, Wichita State was this year, though, uh, in November the 9th. So they kept it close with them, lost 60-57 to 57 as eight-and-a-half-point dogs. But is this the books now overvaluing them? And is Troy kind of there, the, the uh, what, what do you even call it, the uh, kryptonite, I guess, if you will, of uh, yeah. Of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. But, yeah, I always like the Gamecocks, but we'll see. Uh, Had Creighton on there, but obviously the dice said, fuck a Creighton, we're going Nebraska minus three and a half. That's what you need to hammer in 100%. Uh, Please call me a homer partner, Iona minus five. You know how much I love Patino and the boys. Uh, (laughs) Am I just seeing this completely outlandish, or what are we feeling here? I don't know. I was interested to see if you were going to talk about them so far. Uh, they, I feel like maybe they're overvalued just because everyone knows that they have Patino. Like maybe they can cover the spread, but I think like have this exact same team and have them playing exactly how they were, but have them have any random name coach that you have no idea. Mm-hmm. They're probably only minus four, four and a half point favorites in this yeah. game, right? So yeah. I, I'm not saying they can't cover. I just feel like these games with Iona are probably a little inflated. <sighs> Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, Hofstra, Loki, I like Hofstra a lot. They took care of business against Duquesne on the road as four and a half point dogs over the weekend. And I actually bet against them. Um, and they took care of business outright too. Like they, they covered the spread. They, they won outright. I am a little intrigued to take them at six and a half, especially with um, Iona getting 82% of bets, 76% of money right now. It looks like it definitely looks like they're the public side. And I think Hofstra could definitely keep this within six. They're a pretty powerful team in and of themselves. So, might be worth a look. I don't know 150% if I'm going to go all the way over because just how much I love Iona, but Hofstra might be worth a look. So uh, if you're thinking about Hofstra at all, might be worth a little bit of an ad there, plus six and a half. Possibly. Let me uh, throw one your way Line as far as UNC Wilmington at Pitt Panthers. I like the eight and a half. It I is down to seven. Holy shit. I love the eight so- and a half this morning. I decided to not put it on. Okay. It's yeah. minus seven. Uh, for those who haven't paid attention to Pitt, they are 0-2, They're lost bad. to your boys, the Citadel by 15 as a 10.5-point favorite. They did cover a 16.5-point spread against a fellow Power 5 in West Virginia. They lost by 15, barely covered. I just don't know enough about UNCW. Maybe I'll have to look a little deeper into them. I just it didn't look like strong enough. Trap. Right, and they, I mean, they lost to our boys. Shout out ISU, lost to them by five. Rollbirds. As a four and a half point dog failed to cover that. Rollbirds. Our boys are looking pretty decent so far, but yes, they uh, are. aside from that, I don't know enough about them. You got the fucking MVC's leading scorer, baby. Do they really? Rollbirds. You're damn okay, right. Nice, Can't think nice, of his nice. name right now. I got to bring look that up and bring to it. But yeah, he is murdering the game right now. Yeah, regardless, out. I'm staying away. But I mean, 
if you really think Pitt is that bad, then maybe it's worth a fade. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I I had it on the list. I ended up crossing it out. I was like, ah, I don't know if I got the Yones for that, my friend. Yeah. But shit, if it's down to seven, I might uh, end up taking a look at it. I just don't know that they have enough firepower to keep up with them all game long. Uh, had UVA plus six and a half on my list. Uh, opened up at eight and a half. So obviously it turned into your best bet of the day. So definitely ride you on that one. BYU plus four and a half. Mm. Um, it feels like that's going to end at four and a half against Oregon. I still think Oregon is being overvalued, just shades of Chris, Chris Duarte and okay. everything that they did last year. I just think they're being overvalued, but I don't know. I could be crazy. BYU had just started out really fucking hot, and four and a half just seems just a little bit too much for me. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, this is one that I, I – this was actually the one that lit my eyes up the most because I – I think you're right as far as them being overvalued in Oregon. I like Oregon this year. Um, I don't like them as yeah. that big of a favorite, and I don't know enough about BYU like quite yet. These, t- I, I am. This is actually one of my the games along with the two that I bet on that I'm most excited to watch. Today. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Yeah, I crossed this one off my list. I had Oregon, but a lot of big money and sharp money coming in on BYU has me scared away. Lines dropping down to four, three and a half now. No, I should have locked them in. Uh, so I, I don't know, man. I'm gonna. Like that's gonna be lot. one I'm tracking. I'm interested to watch these two teams get in the nice little beat on them, and uh, you know, figure out what these teams are. Because I was interested, but I had to keep myself out of it. I was definitely interested. Now that I see it drop down to three and a half, man, I think it might be worth a potential play. I think that one ends uh, two points either way, my friend. So uh, yeah, BYU definitely might be one of my ads. And then uh, final one for me, uh, Chattanooga. Minus 13 and a half. You know me and my mocks. I think they're only valuable in the dog spot. Um, they're playing Tennessee Tech, uh, getting uh, laying 13 and a half. I just think that is way too much. I know the mocks are fucking sick, but I just think that is way, 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 way too much. And I've seen a lot of people talking about Chattanooga minus 13 and a half already this morning. So I kind of wanted to drop that in there and, hey, maybe be a little tentative because the mocks are my boys. I back them left, right, and center, and you do not see them on my card today. So right. maybe a little something to think about. Yeah, I didn't look at that one too much. Haven't I? You were right. I forgot about Chattanooga. We had them in our slip a lot last year. But yeah, yeah I'm out on that one. That seems like a lot, but I backed them once it. already. I backed them once already as a dog this year, and they got it done. Okay. I just I don't have faith more than more than like maybe four and a half, five and a half right. as a favorite. I I honestly just don't even like them as a favorite. They just don't play well as a favorite. Sure. So that's all from me. Um, not really any leans, any action-wise. If I was going to take anything, I would take all three overs. I would just fucking be crazy and parlay all three overs and just do something a little weird. I, I don't know, whatever, because I, I just don't see any of those staying under. I just really, really, really don't. Ohio, Toledo actually opened up at 54.5. It's up to 57 last time I checked. So I think it's going to – I'm seeing. 58.5. Fuck, it's moving up. So I should have locked it in at 54.5 with the gut. So eh, I wouldn't go much over 59.5. Eh, shit, even 60 and a half. I think the books know they fucked that one up and they should have put that one way higher because uh, even Emu and uh, Western Michigan is uh, at uh, 66 last time I saw. Is that sticking pretty consistent? 66, yeah. Yeah, so that really hasn't moved anywhere. I think they pegged that one, but I think it does end up getting like 67, 68, but I do think they pegged it right there. So, again, um, don't blindly bet them, but I would say that the maxing overs are probably the most valuable. And, uh, I mean, you saw it all on our cards today. I think the dogs are going to be barking all across the collegiate basketball slate today, my friend. So I think so. Outside of that, about does it for my leans. We talked about everything all in general there. Any other ones you had to dish out or we're looking at there, my guy? No, sir. I was disappointed to see only three NBA games in those uh, couple of big spreads and yeah. some banged up teams. No interest whatsoever in those other two games at 
all, but I, yeah. like you said, finish it all off as far as leans. I think I'm going to be uh, locking in the Nets most definitely. And it uh, looks like uh, FanDuel's got a little uh, SGP promo that I'm going to be definitely back in the Nets on that one. So, okay. I'm ready to have a day, dude. No question okay. about it. All right, I'm pretty uh, pretty much in the same boat with you. Don't know if I'll get into the SGP, uh, the whole realm there. Might take a look, take a gander. Who knows? It's only uh, 11 o'clock right now, so maybe we'll end <laughs> up getting into something like that. Uh, outside of that, nothing all too major on this end of the world. Uh, pretty dead news day um, as far as that goes. Nothing really coming out as of yet, and usually we're, we're pretty much... We've had some stuff flood in by about this time now, so nothing really on that front. Uh, anything else pop to your head, come to your mind, partner, for uh, we give a couple announcements and go on and get out of here? No, sir. I was hoping to get uh, some more news. We don't like to talk about, you know, too serious downers oh. type stuff, but the dope news, man. Yeah, not good. Paula Bancara was looking like, uh, wow, yeah, he absolutely was everything he was chalked up to be. He was looking like I saw someone tweet it out, and it was so, so spot on, like, uh, Carmelo Durant or something like that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> His playing style. Like, not as good as those guys necessarily, but just, like, the way he looked. It was just, like, a mix of he could Carmelo have been. and Durant. Yeah. Now Which, who knows I don't know what happens. He wasn't the driver of this situation, so I don't know what penalties he will face so he wasn't know, he wasn't the driver because what i heard what i was trying like reading is uh, i don't know who like one of them was fucked up said i can't drive yeah. gave the keys to the other one and they drove so who oh you know yeah. what and then like okay so this ben is carol be just got deducting. the aiding and embedding so like right the fuck it was happened? so coach Hayes' grandson is the one that got right right right, right. the charge okay. i don't know i i think he's on the team i don't know for sure yeah, and so maybe he took. This is all massive speculation. Maybe he took the reins because Paolo Bancaro is a potential number one overall pick. Yeah, and that's where because I've never uh, heard of that, like aiding and abetting a DWI or DUI. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, so maybe like, you're right as far fuck? as I'm fucked up. Someone else take the keys. Yeah, and that maybe. person was just over the fucking legal limit too, and right. then he gets in fucking trouble because he was like, "I can't drive, is... take the keys." Like that's not right. my fucking responsibility to fucking like if I fucking have the responsibility Uber, enough to say like, "Yo, somebody take the fucking keys from me," that's not my fucking problem. But then again, you just said it. Call a fucking Uber. We live in 2021, <laughs> bro. What are you fucking drinking and driving for in the first place? Like. This is and a if you're Coach K's grandson, you probably a... got a million and one dollars in your fucking bank account, man. <clears throat> for fuck's sake. And I know that there are some friends of ours that watch this show that do that shit. And you guys need to knock it the fuck off. Because it's ridiculous. You don't need to be doing the bullshit. It's fucking you may, Ubers, man. It may be no problem, no fucking harm, no foul. It's only ten minutes from is. my house. It ain't no fucking till one fucking time, dude. One fucking time. And, like, I don't want to get into the whole fucking rug situation and all that nonsense, too. But that was one fucking time. You can say, oh, it was so bad how fast he was going. Oh, it was so bad he was double the limit. What the fuck ever? Like, to tell me that you've never gone to a fucking restaurant and, like, damn, I'm... I'm fucked up. Like, I'm probably double over the limit right now. Like, fuck, yeah, shit, how'd I drive here? What the fuck? Like, I mean, it's one of those situations, and you just make a poor decision to fucking drive. Don't fucking do it. It just, it just, there's no fucking need for it. If you're going to drink, nope. just, like, don't, it's just no fucking point to it. So, no excuses. get off of that fucking soapbox. But, yeah, that fucking sucks for them, dude. I hope Ancaro can uh, come back because, yeah, he, he was living up to number one prospect status, no question in my mind. So, I have to imagine he'll be back, but, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, definitely rough. Um, nothing. Uh, Try to get a little. I was trying to think of some comedy. They're lighting the mood there as we were yeah. going on, but there really is just nothing. It's kind of a dead kind of day. So, um, outside of that, 
Make sure uh, you stay tuned to all of our uh, additional content. Uh, if you guys are anticipating a Wise Words episode tomorrow, we ain't going to have it. Season 1 ended last week with uh, episode number 10, Donnie Wrightside Seymour. Make sure you check that out in all the previous episodes of Season 1 because Season 2 is dropping next week, next Wednesday, with an absolutely electric guest who I will give you a little bit of a hint. He is involved with the UFC, so you know me. I'm losing my effing mind counting down the days being able to talk to this Seriously, guy. Dude. I cannot fucking wait you guys might know the name some of you might not know the name but i guarantee you will after you uh see us talk with him and you see the interview you get his wise words because he he's one of the best in the industry and uh, i respect the absolute hell out of him so i can't wait to talk to him and all of our previous other guests that have come on to wise words and grace us with their presence give us the opportunity to connect with them network with them and uh, a lot of them we have grown relationships outside of wise words too so for that we are forever thankful forever grateful thank you guys so much um, we're going to continue to grow it, and we got some electric guests lined up on tap for Season 2. Uh, season 2, Episode number 2 is actually going to be bananas. If this man uh, keeps growing at the rate that he's growing for Episode number 2, we're going to have a lot of shit to talk about, believe you me. So make sure you stay locked in for that. You can get the Wise Words pod on your podcast director if you listen here, Wise Words podcast by Talking the Line. Uh, I think we're we're definitely within the top three. You'll see it right there. Talking the Line Sports Media is right across the front, the whole shebang. Uh, but you can also find it on TalkingTheLine.com on the Wise Words podcast tab. You can uh, see every major platform that it's distributed on, and you can check it out, whichever one's your favorite. Uh, we also have Cup of Joe on campus. You can check that out on TalkingTheLine.com, uh, Cup of Joe on campus pod tab. Who would have thunk? That's on uh, Saturday mornings every morning 8 30 a.m central standard time till about 9 30 10 o'clock somewhere in that ballpark we run through the entire collegiate slates for the day football basketball give out our picks tell you games to stay far the fuck away from tell you games that we got a bunch of question marks on and we need to deliberate about we have a cup of joe we talk with you we open up the comments we have a great saturday morning then we go on and get about our day well i had a nice conversation with uh, a, a young man that i really respect in the industry, my friends. And uh, he's not so young, but I'm going to call him a young man anyway because he uh, acts like he's about 25, and I think that's why we <laughs> connect with him so well. He's fucking electric. That is the legendary Joe D'Amico. Uh, he has uh, so kindly agreed because he is uh, one of the top college basketball handicappers out there, 13-time college basketball world champion handicapper, actually, um, that I think about that. That's one of the ways I introduced him. Um, he's one of the best minds in the industry on top of that. So he's going to join us on the 27th uh, is what it's looking like. Not not 100%. Don't hold it in stone. But you might get to see him pop up on the show. We're going to talk some shit. We're going to have some nonsense. Is that going to be a little less than us just sitting here talking about picks and more of like the wise words open forum, but also, hey, talking about some plays. Why is this line like this? Why is this set here? Whatever. So that'll be the back half of the show. So we'll we'll just have us from like 830 to 930, and then they'll pop on. Maybe uh, him and an additional special guest, too. What you got over there, partner? Yeah, I was just going to plug him a little bit. If you haven't followed him, go do it because he does a little free pick line every mm-hmm. you know couple mm-hmm. days a week. Every day. And I may, every maybe single I day. miss it every once in a while. Yeah, it's every single I day. I don't know the last time. Oh, it's every single day. It's okay. every single I, day. I don't catch yeah. it that often, but man, have I cashed some tickets or at least oh, like, yeah. hey, I'll already be on that side and then I call it and I'm like, come on, please, please don't be opposing me. Please don't be opposing and me. And then, it, and then it's mine. I'm like, yes, let's fucking go. And it he, hits, man. Yeah, it hits. He, he's, he's, he nails these picks. So. 
Yeah, Joe is uh, Joe's one of the top handicappers out there for sure, and yep. we respect the hell out of him and uh, appreciate his friendship. Him and his wife, Dion, as well, uh, we appreciate the hell out of both of them. So we can't wait to connect with him again soon. I uh, I spent some time on the phone with him a couple uh, days back, and it's always just a fucking blast to yep. connect with them. They're so much fun. So can't wait to have them on uh, Cup of Joe on campus. We'll talk with them about some college basketball, how they're doing so far during the seasons. Uh, last I heard, Dion was whooping Joe's ass really? on the book. So... Hey, we'll have to uh, talk a little bit about that, too, because she recently broke into the industry and has absolutely been killing it. So can't wait for that. Stay tuned. Cup of Joe on campus every Saturday morning, 8.30 a.m., 27th, special guest. Outside of that, that's all of our additional shows. We got three shows. I would have never guessed it when we started a newsletter back on January 1 of this year, my friend, and uh, started diving down this rabbit hole about a year ago. Um, just about a month and a year, been into the, been into the uh, sports gambling industry and handicapping and making content and absolutely bananas that we are here where we are, and it wouldn't be without you guys. So thank you. I know I always say it towards the end of the show, but this time, really. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We both believe that uh, some major things are right around the corner for the TTL crew, and uh, we don't know what direction. We don't know what size, what scale, who, anything, but we know and we feel and we have some uh, kind of things working in the background that something's right around the corner. So keep sticking with us. If you're one of the faithful, if you've been around, we see you. We know who you are. We appreciate the hell out of you from the bottom of our hearts. We're just going to keep making this bigger and better for you. And before you know it, one of these here days, we're going to drop an absolute nuclear bomb on your heads. And you guys are going to be like, are you kidding me? And you were one of the first ones to hang out with us. And we'll keep shouting you out because you were one of the OGs. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts, each and every one of you, uh, for letting us chase our dreams and passions every single morning, bring you our insights, analysis, and uh, do all of that good stuff in between. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Outside of that, uh, make sure you stay locked into the pod. Uh, we'll always update you here at the end of the show what's going on, yada, yada, yada. You can also find everything Talking the Line at TalkingTheLine.com. Super simple. You find all of our podcasts. You can hit the More tab, and it'll drop down a bunch of stuff. You can see all of our best bets. You can bet right from the website itself. You can see live lines and odds. You can see our blogs, everything in between. We don't just do video. We write, too. We do all types of nonsense over here. The TTL crew is a multimedia platform uh group of guys so that all being said partner anything i missed anything i didn't deliberate about conversate about dish out anything in between before i get into the final segment of episode 164 uh just looking right across my phone right now looks like minkin fitzpatrick won't be back by sunday for the steelers against mm. the chargers big that's a massive uh wild card uh race game as far as both that's of those huge. teams are concerned that's huge one quick random tangent for two seconds partner my uh, money train that is the mississippi valley state delta devils fade train they don't play till next fucking friday man wow I can't get free wow. money until next Friday. So you can't get free money until Friday, but uh, the Friday. the fade the fade train next Friday. Holy shit! So they're next a long Friday. ways away. But again, but. again, I don't know because we're gonna be a little easy on that because if you if you wake up at five a.m. in the morning and you know about the Mississippi State felt Delta Devils and you hammer them in at minus twenty four and then the line moves up to thirty <laughs> minus thirty one, it's not about the exact same. They don't they <laughs> don't. don't they don't rip everything. So 
we're going to have to be a little bit more tentative this year because gave it out. I backed it a couple hours later when it moved up to 31. It didn't even come close to covering that shit. And I said, ah, they're not the fucking wagon they once were. So you're going to have to get the early CLV, if you will. But what the fuck does CLV matter anyway? But you're not wrong. But they do play two back-to-back SEC schools. Sign me up. Sign me up. Absolutely. Sign me up. Second one is Vandy, who's a pretty big dumpster fire, so we'll see about that one. Next yeah, one is Ole Miss, though, next Friday. And definitely. I don't care what the spread is. I'm definitely hammering Ole Miss. Ah, uh, yeah. We'll see. Ole Miss has okay. trouble putting the ball in the basket sometimes. So if it's anything more than fucking 30, I'm being fucking tentative. There's no fucking reason to fucking rip in. The, like, I don't I don't think they're – if they didn't fucking take care if, – if they did not get blown out, if they covered against Cal Baptist – like, like, yeah, just, who's Cal Baptist? I, I didn't know, and fucking nobody who fucking can still somehow just fucking <laughs> bl- blow their shit. Like, I don't know, as I'm talking through it, maybe the Mississippi, maybe they are, but I don't, I don't fucking think so. I don't, I don't fucking know, think so. I don't, I don't fucking know. know. They're, they're, they're gonna be a wagon either way. We'll fucking just have to wait a little bit of more. I think we gotta wait till like maybe two or three more weeks before I just jump back in on the boat. They'll be your boys. We'll let you ride them. We'll let you roll them. I'm going to fucking take a little bit easy from fading the Delta Devils because that really chapped my ass. It actually cost hey, yeah, me that, actually cost me a 10-leg parlay yeah, uh, for $1,000. It was the only leg that didn't hit. So I was a little bummed on that one if I do say so myself. So I'm going to stay away from them. Uh, all that being said, seems like that's the show. Seems like we've got, got one more segment to uh, dish out. So without further ado, my favorite segment of the day, because uh, it all revolves around me, of course, you know. <laughs> Being an ass, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's because I think it's uh, what we all need in our lives. I think far too many people feed into the negativity and toxicity and the bullshit that uh, we all see in our lives. And we need a little bit more motivation, a little bit more positivity. And now I never claim to be a swarmy. I never claim to be a shaman, whatever the hell you want to say. Hell, I ain't even a genius. I don't even know... Uh, shit about shit half the time, all right? But what I do like to do is share some things that uh, have helped me get through this thing called life from time to time with the final segment of the day, my Motivation Minutes. Now, my friends, I'm going to warn you with this one. The gears were spinning this morning and got into some rabbit holes of of my own. And uh, this one's going to make you really think. This one's going to bring some shit into perspective for you. So, just a little bit of a forewarning. Um, it's about to get deep, hot, and heavy real quick. So I kind of wanted to to ask you guys a question. Obviously, it's rhetorical, um, but kind of centered around living your life to the full potential. Now, if today was your last day on earth, and let's get real, one day it's going to be. One day... We are not going to exist. I'm not going to exist. Mags isn't going to exist. It's it's the brutal truth of living is that dying is the ultimate closing chapter. It's just how it is. So the quicker you become comfortable with that and you don't fear that and there may be even a healthy fear of it, whatever the case might be, you can start to kind of think along paths like this. Now, if today was your last day on earth, you knew it. Tomorrow, you're going to be six feet in the ground. It's a wrap, paper or plastic. What would you make sure that you did today? Who would you tell, I love you? Where would you stop to make sure that they saw your face one more time? What little restaurant would you make sure you went to to get your last favorite meal? What task or park or activity 
would you make sure you went and walked around or did or, or made sure you implemented on your last day? And I'm sure you're thinking about a lot of stuff and spinning in your mind. And maybe you're even going down a rabbit hole like I did. Like, holy fuck, I need to start doing these things. Then why don't you? Start living your life as if today is your last day. As if this moment right here is your last moment. Because it could be. It very well could be. We don't know. We don't have crystal balls. And I think that's why we don't have crystal balls because we'd all want to know. And then as soon as we'd know, we'd be like, ah, fuck, I don't want to know anymore. I don't need to know this. So instead of trying to find a crystal ball for that, maybe we just all start living our lives like today was our last day or this moment was the last moment. And maybe stop talking about all this stuff of, oh, I'll go visit grandma when I have the opportunity or, oh, I'll go on that hike when I have an extra moment or, Ah, I'd rather sit and watch this. I could really go hang out with XYZ friends I haven't seen for two years and they're just randomly in town. But man, I just want to sit on my ass today. Maybe stop talking about it and start being about it. Maybe that if you took that opportunity to go, you'd realize that, ah, shit, this is really what I should have done all along. And maybe you won't have that regret. I can almost guarantee you won't have that regret if you choose to just go you choose to just do whatever it is you might have been putting off or avoiding and stop talking about it and oh maybe I'll do this or maybe I'll do that and just be about it this is how you live your life to the full potential my friends and old some bitch uncle COVID really did it to me I got a bad fucking case boys like I could I couldn't walk from my living room couch into the kitchen to fill up a glass of water it was a wrap I was done <laughs> I was hurting I never been sick that bad in my life. And it really opened up the door for me as to this life is really short. What if tomorrow isn't promised? What if I don't have an opportunity to chase a dream and a passion like this? Why would I let another day go by? So I know it's pretty deep. I know that one will get you a little bit <laughs> a little bit spinning more than I typically do, but I think it's really, really important. And I think that in order to, not I think, I know, in order to live your life to its full potential, you have to live every day, every hour, every minute, every second, every moment as if it's your last one available. Live each breath like it's the last one you're going to be able to take. And I'll close it with a quote from one of my favorite guys, one of the guys I first found when I started getting into this mindset. And I was like, what the hell is this mindset? What am I? Why do people look at me like I have a horn growing out of my head? Like, what, what does all this mean? I don't know what this mindset is. And that's E.T. the preacher, Eric Thomas. And if you haven't seen it, and you're not familiar, you won't know, but I challenge you to go check this video out. And he talks about wanting to succeed. And, and the quote is, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, that's when you'll be successful. So when you want to go see grandma as bad as you want to breathe, that's when you'll go see her. When you want to go take that hike or do that activity as bad as you want to breathe, that's when you'll go do it. When you want to take control of your life and stop living in the corporate monotonous bullshit or whatever you find yourself in and take control of your life as bad as you want to breathe, that's when you'll do it. And trust me, 
It's going to feel like you might suffocate from time to time. It might feel like you might not be able to find that next breath. But if you have the faith and you continue to work, I promise you that you will find that next breath. So my friends, not just today, but for the rest of the week and the weekend and the week after that, and for the rest of your damn life for that matter, stop living in the what if and maybes. Live in the absolutes and the nows. And if this was your last day on earth, my friends, your last moment, what would you make sure you did or accomplished before it was over? And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. I love it, my man. Goodness gracious, I love it. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me to take away is whether you're living another day or another hundred years, if there's stuff like you're talking, whether it's a person or a task, I'll do this eventually. That shit's in your head because you want to do it. So just go and do it. Like I said, it doesn't matter if it's a day or a hundred years that you're going to live. I mean, there's so many, th- yeah, like it, you, you just want to do it and you'll feel so much better when you do, right. whether it ends up being, uh, man, like, why didn't I do this all along? Or, well, ah, you know what? That ended up not being what I wanted it to be. And now it's not in my head anymore. One way or another, it's going to feel so much better once you actually go off mm. and do whatever it is or see mm. whoever it is, man. Mm. So uh, I love it, man. Fantastic. Appreciate stuff. it. I appreciate it. And uh, one final closing thought, kind of segueing on what you said. I, I saw this video the other day and it kind of got the gear spinning on this. And uh, the guys were way older than us. They were like in their 50s, I would say, probably 50s or 60s. And one of the guys asked him, he said, so how, how many times a year do you see your, your parents? He said, ah, like two times a year. I'm a busy guy, this whatever. He's like, okay, so how old are your parents? He said, ah, they're, they're 85. He said, okay, so you got what, five, 10, 10 more years left? Let's say 10 years. We'll be, we'll be cool. We'll say 10 years. So the way you view it is you got 10 years left to see your parents. You got 10 years left, no problem whatsoever. The way I view it is I got five times left. I get to see my parents. Two times a year, 10 years, that's five times, baby. So, or uh, I I apologize uh, if if you go back for five years. I I know I'm kind of saying that wrong, but if you can, uh, and Mags is frozen right now, so that's even fucking throwing me off even more. (laughs) So that's cracking me up. I was, uh, but um, the way he fucking viewed it is uh, kind of in in that light of, I don't have 10 years. I only have a few more opportunities, five more times the two years that I have the opportunity. So it's all how you view it. It's all how you see it, my friend. So that officially does it. Threw me off down there. Motivation minutes of the day. My partner is frozen as all fucking shit. So (laughs) there we go. There we have it. Partner, you can't even hear me right now, can you? No, he can't even hear me. He is uh, so far off the map, it's not even funny. So we're just going to go ahead and remove him from the stream there, my friends. So without further ado, uh, from me to you, holy shit, he's back in action. There he is. Uh, Either way, he got me all thrown off kilter with what I was trying to say, and he got my brain all fucking spun. You're just sitting here like this, just... (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just Sorry. like, and I fucking lost my whole train of fucking thought. Either way, you never know what rabbit hole we're going to dive into here at the TTL pod, my friends. You might laugh, you might cry, you might struggle to pick a side. But my friends, here at the TTL pod, we always have you, 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 and you the better in mind. Thank you guys so much for choosing to stop by episode 164. And last but certainly not least, ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide for myself and mags thank you so much once again i know i've said it a bunch today but from the bottom of our hearts 
we appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you for giving us this opportunity to take some of your time, some of your energy, and share our hard-earned work, knowledge, insights, laughs, motivation with you guys. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing us to do so. One final time, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you have any other plans. And as always, partner, let's send them off. Let's cash some tickets.